motherhood's hard. It's hard. And we definitely don't want anybody to feel like they're doing it alone. So mm-hmm. to say like letting them know, Hey, there's some, there's a sister tribe. There's a group of women that want to support you and want you to succeed in motherhood and be there for when you have your hard days or when you have your accomplishments and you're like, Oh my gosh, today was an awesome day. And I did all these things like, woohoo! you know, we want moms to feel love and to be seen. Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother, a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm excited to sit down with Lindsay Farrell, CEO of Ryan and Rose. Before Huddy was born, I thought deciding whether or not to give him a pacifier was one of the biggest decisions I'd have to make in those first few weeks. So I did what any stressed out mama would do and Googled it. It was maddening. Some people said you'll ruin your chances of breastfeeding and create nipple confusion. Other people said it's why their baby slept through the night at four weeks old. The stakes seemed so high, and I was so overwhelmed by all of the different opinions. It didn't even matter in the end, because even though I decided to use one with Huddy, he refused to take it. But the whole experience taught me that no matter what choice I made about the pacifier or anything else about parenting, it was the right one for me and Huddy because every kid is different and we'd figure it out together. When Lindsay first had the idea to create a clip to keep her daughter's pacifiers away from their family dog, she had no idea how successful the company would become eight years later. Yet the part of the business that she is most proud of is the amazing community of moms that Ryan and Rose has brought together. The community of moms embraces differences and supports one another through their motherhood journeys. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here for sure. I would love to hear a little bit about how you started your company. What was the inspiration and How did it come to be? Sure. So we started Ryan and Rose in 2013. Um, At that time, my oldest, who her name is Ryan Rose, who the business is named after, she was about a year old and using a a soothing pacifier. And I feel like I tell this story all the time that our dog Penny used to go and basically eat all her pacifiers. So I was like, Hey, I need a clip. Let's find a clip. So looking for clips on the market, everything was super long. And there was just some mommy hunch that like, this isn't right. Why, why are these so long? What, what can be changed? And that's kind of when Ryan and Rose started in 2013. Um, We've grown a whole lot since then, but there was basically, there's a lot of highs and lows and um, definitely very blessed. We're very, very grateful, but started with my oldest Ryan Rose, where she inspired the cutie clip, which is a, um, pretty much a pacifier clip, but we decided to rename it because it wasn't just for pacifiers. You could Mm. use it for toys and teethers and sippy cups. And if you know me, I like multifunctional. I like to have, I like to have something and that it has many uses. How can I use this? My brain's always working. How can I use this in other ways? Um, And then in 2017, I think when Charlie was born, my second daughter, um, she would not take a pacifier. And so that's when 
kind of got the idea like, hey, let's create a small teether, kind of the similar shape of pacifier. And then it kind of rolled into why not a pacifier and teether in one. And so that's where the cutie pack came in. And that was inspired by my second dollar, Charlie. Um, And what's crazy is I've, if a lot of people who know my history know I have a lot of medical issues. Um, I've had 24 major surgeries. I have an urgent bladder and all these things. And so at a young age, I was told I could never have kids. So being able to have two blessings to inspire me to create this business. And we, we see it more than a business. Now we see our mission in life, you know, to bring women together, to be a light, be positive, love others, and just have, we also have a Facebook group where that's just what we do. And um, it's kind of our mission just to give a space for women to um, have a connection be supportive and um, support each other and just enjoy their life with their kiddos. I love that extension of the business about bringing women together and offering that, that support. How have you found that community to come together? What ways have you fostered that? It definitely started through Instagram. We actually have a group um, of employees. We call them mods or moderators on Facebook. Um, We have the cutie community. So if you go to Facebook, it's the cutie community. Um, And basically that's the space. That's the space that we've created. It was definitely um, a learning experience getting to that, making the rules. How do we uh, make everybody play nice? How do, I mean, many tears are shed in those years, but we feel like we've really got it down. We're like, hey, people know this is a place that's positive. We're going to lift each other up. There's no hate, no mom shaming. Like we're just going to encourage each other. Um, But that definitely started in the cutie community. And, but with our team, like we couldn't do it without our moderators who are, that's their job is to monitor, make sure everybody's um, being supportive and doing their job. But it definitely, we wouldn't have that if it wasn't through Instagram without Instagram and back in 2013, we wouldn't be where we are today without that platform and what we learned through it. I mean, it definitely changed a lot through the years and we just kind of ride ridden that wave. What are some of the stories that you've heard from moms in these groups? I think the thing that I love seeing the most is friendships being made. Um, we have so many people that have become friends through Rhino Rose. We have so, we even have some stories where they created businesses with each other because of Rhino Rose. And it's just a really beautiful thing. Um, that's, you know, that's to be able to see that is just a really cool thing to be like, wow. Like we think, Oh, we're just selling pacifiers and we're just selling clips, but it's more than that. It's way more than that. Yeah. And that community and connection and just whether it's starting a business or feeling less alone. I mean, I know I never really was on Facebook very much. And then when I had my first and I was up in the middle of the night nursing and wondering, is this okay? Is this normal? Is this right? you know, should he be eating this much? Am I doing this right? Should he have had three diapers or four diapers? Whatever the question is, um, it was such a source of comfort to know, okay, number one, I'm not the only person worrying about these types of things. Number two, hearing from other moms is just so different. I know that you could call your pediatrician and ask and you could get these medical answers, but just hearing from real life experience hit differently 
um, for me at least. Yeah. And motherhood's hard. It's hard. And we definitely don't want anybody to feel like they're doing it alone. So mm-hmm. to say like letting them know, Hey, there's some, there's a sister tribe. There's a group of women that want to support you and want you to succeed in motherhood and be there for when you have your hard days or when you have your accomplishments and you're like, Oh my gosh, today was an awesome day. And I did all these things like, woohoo! you know, we want moms to feel love and to be seen. I mean, we've, known that that can happen in a community that's positive. And because I, I feel like even with COVID, it was even harder people being home stuck with their kids. And it's like, oh my gosh, like these are times that we've never experienced before. And so being able to be there during that moment that everybody was going through that they've never experienced before to support each other and be like, Hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. It, it might look different. It might be hard right now, but we're going to come out on top and it's, it's going to be okay. I think one of the things that I also really looked to sort of the mom community or friends for support was thinking about when to have a child and what is this right time, quote unquote. How did you think about that for yourself and your family? So we actually dealt with infertility and, you know, you think, oh, I have this plan and it's perfect and it's Mm going to work out perfectly. And so we were just talking about a few weeks ago, like, wow, the first child that if we would have had them, they would have been like 13 or 14. It's just like, it just, it was like, wow, like really in reality, I probably wasn't ready. Um, What I've learned, I feel like with this business and motherhood and everything, everybody's different. Everybody's timing's different. Um, everybody's experience is different. Every baby is different. So whether you're talking about if they're going to take this pacifier or that pacifier, every baby's different and it's okay. It's a beautiful thing. Whether they're going to be bottle fed or breastfed, they're all different. It's going to be beautiful either way. It's okay. Same thing with, you know, motherhood. If you have your children early or late, or if you have one child or 10, like it's okay. We're all different and we're, but we're, we're all we have, we're more alike than we are different. And so creating, having that, um, I feel like that's what I've learned the most through it all. I felt like when I had my first miscarriage, it was like, okay, Lindsay, see, you can get pregnant. It's just not the right time. So what did you do prior to founding Ryan and Rose? At that time I was, I used to be a teacher for the deaf. Um, and so I was started out as an interpreter and we got pregnant. I had a miscarriage and then I went back to school, got my master's. I got a new job. I was an interpreter. Then I became a teacher and it was just like, we bought a new house and it was just like all this thing. And it was like, we're going to, you know, look up and be positive. So it sounds like I'm I'm trying to put all the pieces together. (laughs) So you had your daughter, you have the idea for the business. You're teaching at this point, right? Yes. Full time. Yes. What was that return to work? like for you when you went back after leave? So I know it was, I think I was only off four weeks. So she was born July 20th. I think we started school, um, like early August. So I think it was four weeks old that I had to go back to work and it was just like, you know, we, this is just, I have to do this. Um, also being a teacher for the deaf, like I couldn't really, I was had seven different periods. So I really couldn't breast pump. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't pump in between classes. Like I had a lot of, so a lot of changes had to be made. Like I decided, okay, I'm only going to, um, we kind of transitioned to the bottle and, but that was hard. It was like, oh my gosh, we were doing so good. And then this life happened. And, but I think just realizing it's okay, but I'm a worker and, um, 
that's just always, I, I was okay with going back to work too. And I think that's another thing. All moms are different. Some would rather be home with their babies and some would like to go back to work. And it's just how we're all different. It's beautiful either way. Um, but I was okay with going back. It was just, you know, my body's different, you know, it, it, it was a transition, but you know, I don't regret it. And it all worked out beautifully. Yeah. Four weeks. Wow. That is a, a short leave. It was, it was, it worked out. <laughs> it always works out. I feel like what I see you like processing in your mind is as moms, we have to make all of these decisions and we have all these like changes and challenges in front of us. And we just tackle them because what else do we have to do? Right. Like you, you made it work, you figured it out and you moved ahead. Um, and, and look where it brought you today. When you think about that time, like how did you juggle a very young baby launching a business, leaving teaching? Like how did you juggle all those different pieces? I think Ryan and Rose, a lot of people think, oh, we are such a success so fast. I think that's, you know, a misunderstanding. Like we took, it took us probably four years to really grow. So it started off small. It was here and there. Um, My sister was a big help. My family was a big help. So um, even when Ryan was little, she was going to my mother-in-law's house while I was school. So I would, um, she would, so we had a lot of help there. Brett had his own business. So he was doing heating and air. So he was very flexible. Um, and then I was off on the summer. So that helped, but transitioning the growth of Ryan and Rose. So I always tell people, a lot of people are surprised. They see us now and they're like, Oh my gosh, she's successful. And it's like, but this, this is eight year eight. This mm-hmm. has been a lot of hard work and tears And it took four years for me to even pay myself. So to even see everything that we earn, we just put right back into the business. Mm -hmm. Everything we earn, we just put right back into the business. And it was, we had the business up until just a year and a half ago in our house. So that was another cost that we were able to save money because we were still in our house. Um, At one point we had like 10 employees working upstairs at my house um, (laughs) while the girls were downstairs. And, but it's those that transition that a lot of people don't see, or if they knew they follow me now and they're like, Oh, she's so successful. And she has this big warehouse. And it's like, but there was that, there was those years before that. But I think you just, I'm a positive person. And I always try to see the positive and everything like, Oh, it could always be worse. So very trying to always be grateful for what we have, but definitely what helped me the most is surrounding myself with an amazing team. Um, and my family, my family now, both my sisters work for us. My husband's now on full-time. And so it's, it's a lot of family and a lot of support. And, um, another story that a lot of people don't know is my mother-in-law was the one who gave me $500 to start. And she was just like, I believe in you. Here's $500. So I started with $500 and I've never borrowed money. Um, we paid cash for our warehouse. So just through those eight years, just working hard, those late nights. And that's what me and Brett always kid because, you know, I worked at Ryan and Rose. I would go to school, teach, come home, ship, make clips, do everything. Um, and then stay, stay awake probably till like two or three in the morning, get up at six, go to work. You know, so it was just but those, those were those times that made it worth it in the end. 
some to see how far we've come. Well, and, and building on that, I loved reading about how you want to share your success and you give a portion of your revenue back to charity. Can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. So even from the very beginning, so we give to, there's quite a few organizations that are near and dear to my heart. Um, Just last year, we gave over $500,000. And so Wow. I I love to tell our people in our community, like, this isn't me. This is you. Look what you're doing. Hmm. You're, you're helping not only, um, like our community, but it's their outreach is, is so big. What, when you think about everything that you have done to grow the business and your whole experience, what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs, especially women who want to start their own businesses? I think the biggest thing, I think there's a few things. Um, One, surround yourself with people who work hard and are positive. Um, One person told me, one friend said, don't have a C employee when you can have an A employee. And I think that's so very true. The work environment that we have at Rhino Rose is amazing. And everyone loves their job. Everyone works hard. They're team players. They communicate. And so that was something that I had to learn through the years and creating those core values. And what is, what do those core values, what are they? Um, Also, I think don't compare yourself to others. It's so easy to get into the comparison game. Like, oh, look what they're doing. Because like somebody might compare themselves to me and they're on their year one. I'm on my year eight. It's not really fair to do that to yourselves. And how do you think your background as an educator, as a parent has impacted your role as a founder? Oh, wow. It's, it's so cool to see all my jobs that I've had prepare me for this moment, whether that was in high school, I was in BHS Lab, which is a TV station. So learning how to edit videos and capture videos, um, interpreting, learning how to be in front of people, now doing stories every day of my life, um, to being a co-teacher, a co-taught with eight teachers a day, being able to talk to uh, employees, mm-hmm. I, like that prepared me for this moment to use this platform for more than just pacifiers, but for sign language. How did you become inspired to study American Sign Language and really become an advocate for the deaf? Sure. So in high school, my senior year of high school, I took a sign language class at a local organization. And so that kind of got me started. I always wanted to do like communications and news broadcasting. That was like what I thought that I was going to do the rest of my life. Um, And then my senior year of high school, he's like, no, I want you to be an interpreter. And so that's when I went to University of Arkansas, um, went, studied to be an interpreter for the deaf. And that's kind of, it's so crazy because, you know, 20 years ago, I would have thought I would have been an interpreter for 30 years. And then in 2000, 10 to school and got my master's. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to be a teacher for 30 years. And he was like, Nope, just kidding. I want you to own this business. And I want you to do all these things. So I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in 10 years. <laughs> no idea, but it's just, it's cool to see how that's all changed. But yeah, it was hard because those, 
deaf students were my babies. They were my first babies and they, I fought for them and I stood up for them. And there's still a lot of change that needs to be done in the school system Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. And, um, so it was really hard to be like, I was fighting for them for so long. And it was just like, to have my attention go somewhere else was hard, but I knew when it, when I quit teaching, my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool is now we have one of my deaf students who works for us. And, and it's really cool to have him here. I've been begging him and begging him. He's actually our fifth deaf employee, but he's um, through the years. Um, some of my first makers were some of our deaf students, but uh, Joshua works for us now. And it's just, I love having him here um, and, you know, getting to sign. I signed in all my stories, but just getting him to be here and teaching our other staff how to communicate with him. And it's just been a beautiful thing. Wow. I love how that really has come full circle and encompassed so many different parts of your life to come together at this moment. Well, thank you so, so much for spending some time with me, for sharing your journey and your, your story. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. Loved it. Work Like a Mother is produced by Neighbor Schools. Neighbor Schools is a startup in Boston that I co-founded in 2018 to help parents find daycare. As a first-time parent, finding childcare can feel scary and intimidating. At Neighbor Schools, we help you find daycare you'll feel really good about so you can go back to work with the peace of mind that your little one is getting the socialization, support, and stimulation they need to learn and grow. We've helped thousands of moms and dads figure out the daycare search. Check us out at neighborschools.com. And when you get in touch, mention that you discovered us on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.